the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, welcome back to another episode of Picking Up the Check. It's uh, Frank Morano and Kevin McCullough. Uh, today, not in our normal watering hole of uh, Trinity Place in Lower Manhattan. No, no, no. Where are we, Frank? Yeah, we're, uh, we're on Stone Street in between the Dubliner and... Um, the Smokehouse. The Smokehouse, perfect. Yeah. Route 66 Smokehouse. That's right. And the reason we're here today is because it's the first... Uh, we're doing good. We're doing thank well. You. Yeah, thank you. Thanks very much. Actually, I'll take one more. Yeah. Yeah, I just ordered a drink called the penicillin. Um, Frank is on his second uh, bullet. That's right. Straight. Neat. Neat. That's right. Because straight would have mean it was chilled with and ice. Then, and then in a martini glass. That's right. right. See, we are very particular about right. um, the serving of alcohol. Yeah, sometimes people will ask for neat and mean straight and vice versa. Right. And anyway, so we didn't really know what to talk about today. So you've handed me today's ep- uh, edition of the New York Post. That's right. I did. Which has on its cover Mayor de Blasio dressed as Fred Flintstone. <laughs> That's right. He's um, unveiled a plan uh, which will be implemented in the year 2030 um, long after he's gone. And I always wonder about that. Yeah, How do it, politicians it's, it's, pass budgets, plans, it's laws it's that don't kick in until they leave it's office? It's impossible. Um, and can't the next guy that comes yeah, after him completely undo it? Of course, and they do. Um, but um, he's unveiled a plan to prohibit the use of glass and steel when it comes to skyscrapers. So we're going to live in Lego in buildings. Stone. We're going to live in stone, like, like the Flintstones. Lego buildings. Um, probably, I, I'm sure there's something in Legos that we shouldn't be building with as well. <laughs> so at this point, we're at stuff. Well, they are plastic and probably made of artificial color, but that's a different thing. So as I was thumbing through, the first thing I came to, which was on page two, is, I don't know, a rather attractive Right, uh, very scantily clad. Of um, one Megan Kelly. That's right. In probably a very expensive Gucci bikini. Well, I don't know how expensive it could be. There's not a lot of material there. Right, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Gucci based on the the, the latches on the different uh, places there. And she's evidently on a surfboard. Yeah. Also happens to be uh, have be completely made up. Uh, eyeliner. Lipstick. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone does when they're swimming and surfing on vacation? They're, they're all dolled up and there just happens to be a photographer with a telephoto lens positioned to take now, a full body shot now of in, them on in a full disclosure i am a friend of megan's yeah i don't know her but i and think i've met her once or twice even since right? she's lost her position with nbc i've uh, we've been in contact and we've been talking about what she plans to do and how mm-hmm. she's going to kind of reemerge as a media personality i think i don't think there's any right. specific plans on the 
Well, I mean, I think she's actively looking. I mean, last I heard, she was uh, a runner. uh, She was in contention to be the new host of the Kevin McCullough program. (laughs) Jerry's trying to get her to take the job, but he he can't get her to take it for your salary. No, I'm sure not. Um, So the interesting thing about this is, like, do you think she got a raw deal? You know, with that, NBC. that's such a good question, right? So in the media, no, how can you, you live by this ward, you die by this ward, right? You know, she wasn't generating the ratings of the show that she replaced or the show that took over for her. It looked to me like they were looking for a reason to get rid of her. I think the whole blackface thing uh, th- that they based her dismissal on was completely absurd. I mean, not quite as absurd as taking down the statue of Kate Smith as if she's Saddam Hussein in post, uh, post, you know, Bathurst, Iraq. But um, almost that stupid. I don't think there's any reading of what Megyn Kelly said there viewed either that incident of itself or in the context of her career that can be thought of as racist. But that doesn't, you know, there was a lot of factors that go into everybody's firing. So, um... If she wasn't generating the ratings, and NBC NBC had every right to get rid of her, if that's what they said it was, it's unfortunate, but uh, unfortunately, that's the business we're in. I think that NBC knew that they didn't really have grounds to fire her. And I think that's why she got her full full salary. Like, they tried to fight it, and they tried to make a thing, but... I was on Megan's show when she was in daytime, and the highest rated, by the way, daytime cable show in all of cable, not yeah. just in news, but like everything that was... She was the only host at Fox at the time that had two hours as a solo host. Everybody but else that had two-hour shows... Even if you're in primetime on cable, though, especially in cable news, even the best show ratings-wise in cable news is going to get two and a half million viewers, and that's not as good as the worst show on broadcast television. In some situations, you're right. Actually, Fox in the last presidential cycle beat some of the primetime networks on a couple of occasions. I think Primetime broadcast networks? Primetime broadcast networks. And I think one of them was one of the presidential debates, and then I think another may have been election night. I think they, I think they actually beat ABC, NBC, CBS on election night coverage when it went late and Trump uh, all of a sudden started making right, a comeback right, right, right. in the Rust Belt and... Nobody, nobody knew what was going to happen. KMC did. Nobody, nobody else did. That's true. Uh, but uh, you know, I, but so, so in terms of like the, the cable universe, though, she could write her ticket because she had dominated daytime. They put her in in evenings. She occasionally beat O'Reilly, who was on mm-hmm. the hour before her, and then NBC wrote her the big check and made her all the guarantees. So that's kind of like, hey, you didn't plan well as a network. When you hired her, thinking right. that right. you know uh, this I, would never not work out. Look, I mean, I think she's going to have any number of opportunities. Uh, she uh, certainly, when you have that much name recognition and that much of a social media following, you think Fox should take her back? You know what? I mean, Fox should do what they want to do. I don't care what Fox does. I, I think, it, given um, her, you know, the hostility between her and President Trump, and the current um, makeup as uh, of Fox with the exception of one or two anchors as an unabashedly pro-Trump network, I think she'd have a tough time. Um, and if you look at the show that's in her former time slot, you know, it's doing very well. 
uh, at prime time. I don't know what the daytime uh, lineup is doing, but uh, thank you. But uh, I think um, so. Uh, I think uh, it might be worth. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what you, I think. Maybe she could do something um, in in new media. Uh, I'd love her to see. Uh, I'd love her to see uh, to try and do something in radio. You know, she's a hardworking journalist. Well, Very intelligent. That's the thing I was going to say, and this is the thing I think that the Trump supporters always like. And I've got some that come on my show regularly that just hate her because she asked that one question of Trump in that first debate. Nah, it's more than that. I mean, there was she was uh, she clearly was not fond of the Donald Trump, and that's fine. You don't have to be, but that but it was far beyond just that one. Uh, that, that was one the question. thing that's that spoiled the at least the Fox audience. Mm-hmm. They were like. Okay. Um, but I do think, and I have to say this. So when we would do her show in the afternoons, they'd always have me on with the left of center guy and our girl. And we'd go in and we'd do the hit. And we'd both come away thinking we totally had the better of the other person. And it was usually because she was so well-versed on whatever we were talking about that if she sensed a weakness in your argument, she would pounce on you. And you really had to know your stuff. Like... I've been on a lot of Fox shows. There's not another show I've been on since that I had to work as hard to be on top of the game of since. Well, I mean, I don't. And think Harris is a close second, but it's not quite where it was. She, yeah. she just, she just had this instinct of knowing that you were BSing, and she'd call you on it. Well, look, I, I don't think they assign cable news shows based on how hard Kevin McCullough has to work to be a guest on them. <laughs> that being said, I think you know your point's well taken. Um, I think, but it made for interesting TV. You know, I think um, Chris Wallace is got another guy that similarly finds holes in his guests' arguments. And uh, I'm rolling he's not my on eyes right day. now. Yeah, Ugh. you don't like Chris Wallace. I think Chris is okay. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that low. I don't think he's. I don't think he's his dad by a long shot. Uh, well, look, it's a different era. It's a different era of uh, of, of the news media than than there was uh, forty even thirty years ago. Why won't Chris do uh, Mike Gallagher's show anymore? I don't know. He, stopped, he used to do John Gambling's show every Friday, too. Uh, he stopped doing everything, I think, uh, with, with maybe one or two exceptions for... I know he does some of the Fox talk shows. They did get in a little bit of trouble when they started calling Kelly Clarkson fat. Right. And um, it was not just that. It was one or two other I, I think that was... Yeah, like, uh, there was like a couple that he got I, But I think that was the one that like did him in. Because it was right at the height of the Me Too thing. And you're, t- you're talking about how no, many more that, pieces of pizza that Kelly Clarkson should eat? Yeah, that was eat. about two years before the Me Too thing, I think. And I think Megyn Kelly's uh, allegations about Roger Ailes, um, that was at the height of the Me Which Too. Which she thing. never disclosed publicly. She did that under grand jury. Or not grand jury, but she did that under, um, what's the word? Right, um, internal investigation. No, no, no. They're, when they So Gretchen Carlson filed the suit... Yeah. And then they were going to people and they were subpoenaing them to come and give, uh, what's it called? Testimony. But it's before you're in court. It's the... Deposition? Deposition. Uh-huh. Under deposition, she admitted that there had been some things. But she never went public with that. Well, she wrote a book. Uh, and that came out after the deposition yeah, yeah. material was publicly I, I, I don't think she needed a lot of prod. And she went on television. She did a whole series of uh, television commentaries and interviews talking about what a predator Roger Ailes was, you know, um, I, uh, I didn't I, see those. I need to, I'll, I need to, I'll be happy to send them. Okay. To you. Send the links. They're not hard to find, <laughs> okay. but I'll be happy to send them. To you. 
I knew you were busy preparing for but, but the unlike, but inevitable unlike, Megyn Kelly interview request. So <laughs> but unlike the other, the other people that came forward and said things, she didn't do that. Like she could have done that a long time ago. She didn't. She did right. it she under waited until Roger first. Ailes gave her a primetime television show and a and multi-million dollar contract. And then, as Roger Ailes was right. already All on right. the ropes with a series of other allegations, definitively then, chose, jaded on the, uh, uh, then chose to, uh, that's the moment that she's going to come out while the guy's got cancer and everything right. else. And but being pub- in the midst of public disgrace, that's when she's going to come out. All right. So, for the record, Frank Morano, not a fan. No, I, th- I like her on television. I-, I liked her more. I thought she did. Much- I think she's one of the hardest working journalists in the game. No, I-, I don't dispute that. I, I think on Twitter, uh, I watch, I follow her on Twitter once in a while, and I find her making very cogent arguments in uh, something I have a tough time with. Only uh, 140 characters, or whatever you're up to now, 280. Uh, I-, I, you know, I-, I think that we'd be better off with Megyn Kelly in journalism than sitting on a surfboard I agree. waiting to be photographed. I agree. <laughs> Which I don't think she was doing. I think she was just on vacation. I would love for the women... And somebody, somebody in, snapped her. I would love for the uh, women in the vast picking up the check audience to weigh in after looking at that photo and tell me if there's any woman, especially someone in her late 40s, even if they're, even if they're models or actresses, that when they don't know they're being photographed look like that. I I think you'd be hard pressed to find one. Okay, fair enough. And I'll say this: of all the people that I ever interacted with at Fox that dressed provocatively to be on TV, Megan was not one of them. No, I, I, I'm sure you're right. So, I'm sure you're right. It's not something that she does regularly. Let's put it that way. Okay, let's uh, let's let me ask you about one other thing. You mentioned the statue of Kate Smith. Mm-hmm. A lot of our listeners may not know about this, but it has turned into a rather big controversy amongst the Yankee faithful in New York. Explain what happened. This is um, the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen in my life. So um, Now, wait a minute. That's a huge statement. Yes, and the I stand most by The most disgraceful I, thing yes, uh, Frank Morano's ever this seen in his life. Horrible. I, I mean, any... Not including anything criminal. Look, have there been murders and assaults that have been worse than what we're seeing now? Yes, of course. But beyond anything criminal, this is absolutely horrific. So, since 2001, the Yankees have played Kate Smith's version of God Bless America at every game. I think during the seventh inning stretch. It's the most famous version by far of God Bless America. The Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers, not only performed it, not only played the recording every day, but had her perform it a few years before she died. Before she died, President Reagan gave her the Medal of Freedom. The Philadelphia Flyers put up a statue of them, of her, outside of their stadium a year after she died. During World War II, she and her husband raised about $600 million worth of money in war bonds to fight and win $600 World War II. $600 million dollars yes, in 1940. Yes, yes, So she was someone who was a beloved entertainer. Who Patriot, lit- one of the obviously. most one of the most popular female entertainers in the country, as described by the New York Times at the time of her death, was given while she was alive a Presidential Medal of Freedom. After she died, a statue, and was so identified with the with maybe the second most iconic patriotic song of all time that when there was the worst domestic terrorist attack in American history, that's the version that we chose to play, and apparently. 
over the course of the last couple of months, we found that in 1931, she recorded two songs that included uh, racially insensitive lyrics. Now, one of those songs was a parody of racism itself. Now, she didn't write either of these songs. Right. But the lyrics are... But if it's a parody, it's mocking racism. Yes, it's okay. mocking racism. That's one of the songs. Right. There's one that so, I don't so know. So we that want to mock racism. We yes. want we want to right. Just we like want to denigrate racism when, in every way when, possible. When when Ed, when um, Hitler was mocked by Mel Brooks in the producers and all these other plays, no one's accusing Mel Brooks of being pro-Nazi. Right. He hated Hitler. Um, getting back at Hitler with humor, and then she was in some commercial or some ad. Uh, a uh, it wasn't a TV commercial, but she appeared in a print ad or something for an ad that contained racially insensitive imagery in the 30s, early 30s. And that we're going to take her statue down as if this is the Soviet Union. After she's gone, uh, com- in com- her family's heartbroken. So many fans of the Flyers and the Yankees are sick over this. And I commend the, and I will be formally commending this Sunday, the Wildwood Mayor, where they also perform or, or play the recording of her version of this song, every day on the boardwalk in Wildwood, they're going to keep doing it. So it's amazing to me that we've had two major professional sports teams uh, bow so quickly to political correctness that they're not only going to stop playing her song, but in the case of the Flyers, they're going to actually first cover and then remove her statue. This is everything that's wrong with America today. Judging 1931 by 2019 standards, taking a woman who was honored before and after her death and saying well, now that she's not here to defend herself act as if she's you know this this horrible racist it makes me sick uh, this is see there's this is exactly what I think motivates so many Donald Trump voters who either don't know where Donald Trump is on policy right or they might disagree with him on policy but they Donald vote for Trump him anyway. because right because it Donald Trump's candidacy, both in 2016 and I think in 2020, is the perfect rejoinder to political correctness. So maybe you don't agree with Trump on taxes. Maybe you don't agree with him on health care. Maybe you don't agree with him on some foreign policy thing. But then you see him as the only politician in America that's unabashedly politically incorrect. Um, And you almost feel that that's our chance to stick it to the establishment. That's our chance to stick it to the politically correct censors who want to, of all things, stop Kate Smith and God bless America. I, I, I can't even believe that I'm having this conversation. No, I know. It's it's a surreal thing. And the sterilization... So what is their ultimate goal? It's to, like, sterilize everything about American life to the degree that we don't ever, what, come into contact with our past sins? Uh, you know, if like we the only reason we are a better society or can be a better society tomorrow is because we recognize that maybe today we didn't do it all right. That, that's exactly but if right. we never realize that, like, I don't, I don't want them to not teach about Thomas Jefferson and some of the founders because of their wrongs. I want to know their wrongs. And I want them to, or to explain King, what they, for instance, hundred um, percent. You know, if you walk down the canyon Franklin of heroes, Roosevelt, yeah, Ronald Reagan, uh, like people if, had if, if faux pas. You, if you're looking for a list of perfect Americans that are, you're never going to find them. Or, or perfect human beings, from Mother Teresa to um, George Washington. There's a list of zero. Okay? Right. So we can walk down the list of the canyon of heroes right now and see all the people. I'll take one last one. Thank you. 
and uh, then you the want check. A penicillin? Yeah. You want another one, yeah? And the yes. check. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin, for picking up the checks. Very kind of you. Shouldn't have done that, but I'm glad that you did. Uh, but um, if you look down the canyon of heroes, and whether it's athletes, war heroes, or statesmen, and if you're looking for the person that doesn't have any scandal in their life, you're not going to find one. Right. Uh, so, uh, first it was Columbus. Um, you know, it, it, there's just then it was the the father of gynecology. Uh, then it was Teddy Roosevelt. Then it was George Washington. Look, it's just it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. There's real problems in the country. Kate Smith singing "God Bless of America" isn't one. It's just it's amazing to me that that, that there's not more outcry over this. Couldn't agree more. Um, last question. Ancestry.com this week is under fire. Yeah. This was the lead item on my show last Sunday for that Because ad. Because uh, <laughs> they have a Thomas Jefferson-like ad, and now they've pulled it. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make of that Well, so I have mixed feelings, honestly. I, um, I don't think that's as clear-cut a case as what happened with Kate Smith. Or what happened with this radio commentator at St. Louis? But isn't it honestly what Ancestry. Well, that's is what about? I said. Like that's, you're uncovering the actual right. truth. That, that's what I said. But um, what, when I when I talked about this on the radio and when I posted the ad on the Morano in the Morning Fans and Haters Facebook group, what more than one person said to me is one: it does sort of make light of slavery because um, uh, you know you had people literally in danger of their lives. It's, it's not as if they sat there and did that degree of kind of romanticizing of uh, the, their situation. That you they don't know. In. And two, when someone... Jefferson may have been a very romantic guy. Well, that being said, right? So um, the slaves that he had and was sleeping with still couldn't consent because if they said no, you know, when you have literal ownership... You don't, you don't know that. Someone, Nobody knows you? that. Don't you? I think it's tough to establish a consensual relationship when you have a slave owner, slave master relationship, right? I mean, right? It's, it's tough. It's well, tough. I know that popular psychologists would disagree, but I think if he did genuinely nice things for her, there could have been a genuine attraction. There could have been a genuine have been. relationship. Right, right. Uh, but when you have the ability to whip someone because well, they're... they're not obeying your no, commands. I, I, Chances no, are, I'm not, it's I'm tough not to say no to a slavery day. in any way. Yeah, well, that's, but I don't that's know that the Ancestry.com yeah. ad endorsed uh, right. so, rape and slave beating. Uh, it certainly did. Um, but that's what the critics were implying. So I see both sides uh, of this one. I, I'm not Look, sure. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's as clear. To be honest, I don't care. I've got an Ancestry.com kit that I was given as a gift like two years ago. I still haven't used it. <laughs> okay. You're afraid of them catching you for some sort of crime that you've committed? That's why you won't swab your uh, No, your DNA? not at all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right, well, check is coming, so last call's in, and I guess that's another edition of uh, Picking Up the Check. He's Frank Morano. I'm Kevin McCullough. And he's Kevin McCullough. Cheers.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.